Good, beautiful, motherfucking morning to all you beautiful souls. I would like today to talk about a very controversial topic, and that is uh, the power within you. It's controversial because it really depends on what you believe. No matter your religious beliefs, no matter your non-religious beliefs, it really, across the board, I mean, much, millions of gallons of blood have been spilled over this topic, and it's the topic of the power within you, literally. Conceptually, it's a little bit more acceptable in today's time frame, because you have very influential speakers actually continually talking about a version of exactly that, the power within you. You look at like Tony Robbins, you know, he's one of the most influential people on the topic, you know, the the, the fire within you, the power within you. Then you look at like uh, even Joe Rogan, you know, it's a little bit more of a, if you will, not big on words because to me they, they set a definition within your mind but you look at like Joe Rogan comes from more of a uh, if you will secular standpoint on the power within you you know his is a little bit more now I'm not comparing the two here at all I'm not comparing anybody to anybody but when it comes to understanding the power that you have within you it's literally your version of how that actually affects your life. So when you actually do look at Tony Robbins and Joe Rogan, obviously there is a shit ton, you know, a lifetime of details that I don't know about either one of them. But from what I have researched on them, from what they have spoke about their lives to us, you know, it's, it's two different backgrounds. You know, very, very similar attributes as far as the upbringing, which we all can relate to. I mean, we're all human beings. You know, we all experience pain. You know, pain is pain. There's no worse pain or lesser pain. I mean, in the essence of it's pain. You know, obviously a paper cut doesn't hurt as bad as getting your fucking arm cut off. But, you know, pain is pain. <coughs> Excuse me. The Bible talks about, and it's not just the Bible, it's, it's doctrine around the world, it's philosophy around the world. More specifically, the Bible is very widely known, so I'm going to use the Bible in this case for reference. The Bible speaks that Adam lived after the great sin to be about 960... 900 some years old you know that's not counting the years that he was here before Eve nobody really can date that but as far as uh, manuscripts and research goes they project he was around 900 some years old so you I mean you round up a thousand fucking years a thousand years he lived then you look at uh, what is it Sarah I believe now don't quote me I mean I'm a little rusty on my Bible verses. Uh, but you look at like Sarah. Sarah was barren. I mean, she could not have children. She tried 
for 87 years. On that 87th year, she had a baby. You know, now you put that into terms of nowadays, I mean, fuck. Whoo! 87-year-old woman having a baby? Wow! That's, you don't hear of it. It's unheard of. But if you sit and think, you know, whether you believe Bible or not, it doesn't matter. But if you sit and think about that, you know, let's, let's run a projection here with me. 87 years old and you're having a baby? In today's terms, that would be like the fucking 45 and 50-year-old woman in today's standards having a baby. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, there is a lot of smoking hot 45, 50-year-olds. I mean, you know, I have a very uh, personal experience with one of these. I met a woman that was 47 years old, and for literally, literally two weeks, I thought she was fucking 28 years old. Swear to fucking God. And I finally asked her one day, somehow we were talking about age and things we remember, and I was just like, God damn, she remembers some really old shit kind of deal. And I'm like, well, how old are you? She's like, I'm 47 years old. I'm like, what? Wait, what? I mean, it took her three months to fucking convince me that she was actually 47 years old. And on her 48th birthday, I kind of started to believe it a little bit. <laughs> I mean, she had the body of a fucking 28-year-old, the mind of a fucking ancient philosopher. I mean, it was fucking, oh, everything about her was, was beautiful. I mean, I'm getting a little off topic here. <laughs> Single life does not bode very well. I mean, it does in my creative imagination. Anyway, what I'm trying to, to uh, portray here and, and showcase is people have learned how to die. When the fuck are we going to learn how to live? Now, you look at the statistics. You know, you look at the the 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th, and 16th centuries. You know, you're talking Viking, barbarians, Valhalla. You know, you're talking the medieval ages. It was not uncommon for a woman to get married at the age of 10. I mean, shit, by the age of fucking 14, she was considered middle age. Obviously, you put that in today's standards, and, well, quite frankly, I believe the term 13, or, I mean, 15 will get you 30. You know, that's, that's, that's not cool. You know, but back then, that was kosher, because at the age of 25, you were older than fucking dirt. I mean, a woman's vagina was completely fucking like the Mojave Desert. A dude's dick was like, well, fuck, it didn't work. It was just a fucking appendage flopping around. Well, at least that's what I imagine age-wise, what would happen. Then you start looking at like the 1800s, the early 1800s, you know, people, life expectancy kind of started coming up again. And then you get into like the 60s and the 70s, and the life expectancy for a male, don't quote me on this, because the statistics are fucking all over the board, really. Uh, but generally, in the 1970s, your typical male, doesn't matter like, you know, health, I guess, really, but the, the general statistic was about 75 to 80 years old. And the woman was anywhere from 80 to 90 years old. And you start getting into like the fucking 80s and the 90s, and that number dropped. Males were going for, yeah, going for, <laughs> males were dying is 65, 70. Women were hitting 
7580. Now, into the 2000s, I'm reading reports all across the globe that suggest that number is exceedingly on the rise, which, as a species, I mean, that's, yeah, that's some pretty good fucking encouraging news. I believe the report now is, is, it's, it's fairly even, really. I mean, I, I've read quite a few statistics, quite a few uh, reports, and just around the globe period, no specific uh, gender, no spe- or I mean, no specific uh, origins, no specific culture. It's usually, from what I've read, right around the middle. I mean, men and women both alike are getting to be about 80 to 90 years old again, with obviously the what the world would consider miraculous events of people hitting 104, 105. I believe the last report I read was there was a woman that was 118 years old. I mean, this is fucking epic, okay? This, this is actually, like, beautiful because people are learning how to live. Now, the question is, is what the fuck are they doing to prolong their life? You know, I don't believe in pharmaceuticals. Per se, I don't believe in them in the aspect of I'm not going to push them down somebody's throat. I, you know, it's just like drugs. It's just like sex. Hell, it's just like breathing. It is literally your own personal choice. But as far as medication, yes, we have come light years since even the fucking 1800s. Hell, even within the past 50 years, we have come light years with the advances in the medical field all the way around. I am living fucking proof of this. I had a uh, life-saving surgery here fucking four years ago. I don't... I'm not talking negative about the medical field or the pharmaceuticals. I mean, I myself have partaken in quite a few different medications. uh, Wide ranges from uh, Prozac to uh, blood thinners to all forms of medication, really. You know, digestive, mind, emotions, uh, muscle growth, this, that, and the other thing. You know, it's personal choice. But throughout the day, where does that power to really, really stay alive and really keep going come from? It comes from within you. You know, it's a very controversial topic because, I mean, faith all across the world, doesn't matter what religion you believe in, what faith, where your God is, who it is, faith across the board says it's fairly possible, and I, and I emphasize fairly, fairly possible to live a very prolonged life. I say fairly because when I grew up, I grew up in a Baptist upbringing, and the general belief was you can live for a prolonged period of time, but they never pushed the essence of eternity the, in this realm, in the three-dimensional realm that we live right now. They only pushed eternity in the ever after. Well, if you look at it, you know, I'm not trying to get into the debate of, you know, when is the end of days and all this bullshit that I've been hearing about World War III. Fuck it, I don't give a fuck. I, I'm trying to emphasize life in the 3D realm. 
Adam supposedly lived to be a thousand years old. There are many cases throughout the Bible where people were five, six, seven, eight hundred years old. And what the Bible teaches, what all doctrine teaches, is that man learnt how to die. Man learnt how to accept sickness, how to accept illness, how to accept disease, how to accept death. My point to this is, when the fuck are you, on an individual level, you, not that woman in China, I believe it was, that hit 118, not that fucking Russian dude that hit 112, not that Mongolian guy that hit, I believe it was 113, not that American woman that hit 105, you, when the fuck are you, the individual beautiful motherfucker known as you, going to accept life? prolonged life. You see, when you hear the word eternity, or you hear the word forever, well, forever is more tied to love and, you know, commitment here on earth, but in essence, forever is eternity. But when you hear the word eternity, or infinite, or afterlife, you think of the afterlife. You think of God, and heaven, and hell, and the devil. If you Literally, take that out of your fucking mind for one goddamn second. I'm not telling you to go against your faith. I'm not telling you to accept a demonic thought. No, I'm telling you to just look in the physical realm, the 3D realm, right fucking now. What is stopping you from progressing your life? And I'm not necessarily talking progressing, progression of age, you know. Oh, yeah, my goal is to be 300. Well, if it is, boo-boo, I'm proud of you. You know, because my commitment is to make today. And and you're going to make 300. Boo-boo, I'm going to be real inspired by you. So, uh, start your digging. I'm not saying it can't be done. But what I am saying is, is when it comes to life, being an infinite being, like I just had an episode about being multidimensional. We are multidimensional beings. Even if you are a very devout, faith-believing Christian or Catholic or anything, you can understand those words. You are a multidimensional being. You know, the word multidimensional generally uh, strikes hesitation in people because it's a little bit too advanced as far as like, you know, it sounds technological, it sounds spiritual, it sounds possibly demonic. But if you think about it, you were spirit, now you're human, and you're going back to spirit. Yet even the Bible, the Bible, you know, one of the greatest quotes that I remember, not quotes, one of the greatest verses that really impacted my life was uh, Ephesians 6.12. For we do not fight against principalities of this world. We fight against, or no, so, for we do not fight against flesh and blood of this world, we fight against the evil rulers and principalities of the unseen world. I don't believe in principalities as far as a devil or demons or angels. I believe in powers, frequencies, energies. But I also do believe that verse. There is truth within that verse. But the way I look at it is those unseen realms exist all around us, but they also exist within our mind. And the evil that we're generally portrayed by that verse as fighting, it's the ego. 
It's the self-manipulation. It's the self-doubt, the self-confidence, the lack of self-confidence, should I say. You know, during my surgery, my brother, my brother is, I mean, it's like almost every time we talk, whether it's 10 minutes, four hours, it doesn't matter. It always somehow reverts back to him being so blown the fuck away about me living through my last surgery. Prior to that, I spent two and a half years in and out of the hospital. And he's blown the fuck away by it. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm very humbled at not only my brother, but some human being, you know, being inspired and curious and and full of wonderment about what the fuck did I do. But it also brings me to a level in myself where I've really had to sit down in my own sacred space, you know, in the in the in the sacredness of my my I call it the bear den, my camper. And in the sacredness of my mind, my being, I've really had to sit down and think, what the fuck did I actually do? You know, don't get me wrong, I, I, I give all the credit due to uh, the medical field. They had a huge hand in, in what happened, yes. But I refuse to give any credit to a divine entity, whether good or bad, for what actually took place, as in, a.k.a. a miracle. I do not believe that because I went into that surgery knowing I was going to die. But in my mind, my mind is where it was real. I was not going to physically die per se. (laughs) The way I looked at it like, I looked at it like this. I knew I was going to die. Now, prior to that, I had died five times. Uh, I think the longest time I died was like, it was either a minute 41 or 241. Either way, I was, I, I was literally dead. No heartbeat, no breathing, no nothing, dead. And I looked at it like this. Okay, well, I accept death. It's probably going to happen because usually every time I go under or pass out or black the fuck out, I die. So I'm going to die. But the doctors are there and they're prepared for this and they're ready for that. So they'll be able to bring me back. So in my mind, I'm looking at this like, okay, I'm going to definitely die physically. But that's a beautiful chance, a beautiful opportunity. Because when my body physically dies and I come out of that, I can leave all the shit in the fucking past. From that spawned a belief. It was a, I'm going to die. But when I come back, I'm going to be something totally different. And I'm telling you, that thought spawned so much power in me. And, you know, I remember I had, a, I had what was called intravenous feeding, a TPN tube. And I forget what TPN stands for exactly. But it was a tube put into my right chest with about, I think it was almost a foot long tube that was put into an artery and fed directly, you know, across my chest down into my heart. It was intravenous feeding. I, I could not eat because... The surgery was on my guts, and my guts were not... Res- they were dead, literally. The doctor told me, you're going to have this feeding tube. I had had it a few times before, but the doctor told me, he said, we're going to keep it in for three months because I'm not going to lie to you. When we do this surgery, you will have no digestive movement at all. I mean, you will be lucky if you can pass gas. It took me a week, and I finally farted, and it was... Whew. Yeah, it was pretty ripe, but... After that, literally, the doctor told me, he said, it could take a month and a half, it could take three months, 
And if it takes anything longer than five months, you know, we're going to have to start planning some arrangements. My guts were dead, basically. And I remember thinking to myself, this is not my life. This is not what I signed up for. I mean, in essence, yes, this is what I signed up for. You know, I knew the, the, the precautions, so on and so forth. But in my mind, no, this is not what I signed up for. I knew that when I come out of this, God damn it, I was going to be fucking perfect. This is not what I signed up for. You know, I went against total medical advisement. I did exactly what the doctors told me not to do. More or less, I tried killing myself. I guess in the essence of an explanation as to what words on paper would look like, I tried killing myself. They told me I had to have this feeding pump and I had to, it took eight hours to actually put the, the bag of pro, uh, nutrients in me. So I did it at night. <clears throat> Out of the three month supply that I was supposed to do, they delivered it weekly and it was adjusted weekly by, you know, blood samples. Uh, out of the three month supply, I actually probably injected five bags. I actually allowed five bags to go into my body. My thought process was this. If I'm coming out of the hospital, I'm a fit, perfect bill of health. My hydration's on point. My nutrients are on point. Everything is on fucking point. Obviously, they're releasing me. So why wait three months to see if I'm going to peter away and fucking become frail and die? Why not just fucking do it now? It's a perfect time to do it. I'm a fit bill of health. Fuck it. So I did it. And what I found along the way was, like literally, I forced myself. There were a few times I puked, a few times I had some, some diarrhea that I really can't even explain because there are really no words to explain the kind of shits that I had. But the doctor told me, do not fucking eat when you go home. Do not fucking eat for at least three weeks. And if you feel you absolutely have to go against my medical advisement, nothing more than one cup of chicken broth. And not real chicken broth. Buy chicken broth and drink only one cup. See what your stomach does. A week and a half after I got home, I had a bowl of homemade chicken noodle soup. Now, I will proclaim to the fucking world, you ain't had homemade chicken noodle soup with homemade noodles till you had mine. And I tell you what, I was laid down for about five fucking days. Shitting, nausea, cold sweating, it was fucking horrible. But I told myself, I am not going to accept what a fucking doctor is going to tell me how I fucking have to live life. And it wasn't because I didn't like the medical field. For God's sake, I fucking praised the motherfuckers for keeping me alive. It wasn't an authority figure telling me what I can and can't do. It was literally, this is a life and death situation. Why am I not participating in this just as much as everybody else in the medical field? So about three weeks after my surgery, I did what I knew I shouldn't do. I had, uh, uh, no, no, I take that back. It was a week and a half after my surgery I did that. And then all I was doing was eating chicken broth with rice. I actually knew without a shadow of a doubt that would fuck some shit up if I could not eat it. But I told myself, no. I'm not going to accept this. That is protein, and I want fucking protein in my body, not from a fucking bag. So I did that for about a month, and then we were coming up into Thanksgiving. Now, I didn't eat Thanksgiving dinner. Good God, I fucking wanted to. 
I'm sure just like your family, my family makes some goddamn good fucking Thanksgiving dinner. And I had nothing. Well, I got thinking about it. Chicken is a lot like, or turkey is a lot like chicken. It's poultry. So it's going to be light. My digestive system might be able to make it, make it, you know, digest it. So I did the most absolute thing I knew I shouldn't fucking do. I made chili with turkey breast. I tell you what. While I was making it, I'm sitting there thinking, fuck, this is going to be negative. This is going to be negative. This is going to have a negative effect. Right before I took my first bite, I told myself, no. No. This right here, not even the food, but the fact that I, yes, I just fed myself a bunch of negativity, but in that moment, totally squashed all that negativity. No. This is me taking control of my life. Not not my job, not my wife or my divorce or my kids or, or no. This is me taking control of my simple life, my life. My fucking heartbeat. My breath. This is me taking control of that. Literally. I ate it. I went into... Actually, it was two days later. I went in to get my blood drawn to see where my levels were. Potassium, magnesium, you know, calcium, iron, so on and so forth. All that happy horse shit. Doctor literally told me. He comes in and had a look on his face. And he goes, uh, we need to talk. Now, my, my mind wanted to go to the negative. Oh, fuck. I'm busted. The motherfucker knows. Out of everything that he read to me, he said, all right, we're going to look at these five things, and I forget what they were. He said, normally on a normal human being, when these five things even remotely come close to getting elevated, we hospitalize you because it's generally something very life-threatening. Yours are not elevated. Yours are six to eight times higher than living limit possibilities. I said, what? He goes, literally, right now, you're breathing, and you should not be. These are so fucking elevated, there's no explanation why you're even sitting here talking to me, breathing. That was exactly what I needed to understand. Life is my choice. Life is your choice. And it goes beyond the bounds of faith. It goes beyond the bounds of evolution. It goes beyond all of that. It's literally within your mind. My brother always asks me, how the fuck did you stay alive? And it comes down to literally this. I chose to not believe the bullshit of this world. Now don't get me wrong. Doctors know what the fuck they're doing. Obviously, they've been to school. They, they're continuously saving lives. However, when it comes to the actual choice of living, it's your choice. Now, it's easy to say, oh yeah, I choose life in a moment of life and death. You want to live. But what I'm referring to is, what have you been doing that led you to that point of life and death, actually making notice, of, or taking notice that now it's an issue to think about? Do you wake up every morning knowing you have that kind of power over your life? Or do you question that kind of power? And like I said, it's a very controversial topic because generally... Religion will say, no, you don't really have that kind of power because that's God. And if you, Mr. Bear, being that you're alive the way you say and all the reports and everything that you just said about yourself, you are definitely a miracle and that came from God. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. That did not come from an outside fucking source. 
I believe in the divine power. I believe in the power of the universe. I believe there is an ultimate being. But that motherfucker is within me. That doesn't mean he was the one driving and he was the one that kept me alive. No. I am that ultimate being. Just like you are that ultimate being. How that implies into your life is exactly how it implies into your life. That's your responsibility, not mine. The fact is, I kept myself alive with a simplistic thought. I am going to live no matter what the doctors tell me. That was faith in myself, a.k.a. faith in God. I knew that I was not going to accept death, accept ailments, accept a fucking thing from anybody. I was only going to accept what I wanted to accept. It's just like love. I can give you and shower you with all forms of fucking love, but you will never feel it until you accept it. I can give you billions of fucking dollars. I could write a check right fucking now for a million fucking dollars to you. You will never get that fucking money until you take the check endorse the back of it and actually cash it and receive the money. Until that point, it's just a fucking piece of paper. AKA, you translate that into your life. You have the choice of life, but you have to accept it. That doesn't mean you have to go against your faith. That doesn't mean you have to go against what you believe. No. That just means amplify the fuck out of it. The choice to live literally starts within you. That's it. It's a controversial topic because it goes against everything that the supposed Bible tells you. Now, in my personal experience, there is a shit ton of truth in the Bible. But those parts that seem contradictive or seem questionable, or in this case, no, you don't have that kind of power, those are man-made bullshit. Fed out of fear, fed out of ego, fed out of fucking bullshit. Truth Man, that resonates within you. you know, I grew up with the term, if you believe even one word in the Bible, then the whole fucking thing is true. Well, if that's the case, I believe the word and. A-N-D. I, I truly believe and. Hell, I believe life. L-I-F-E. I believe the word life. And I'm pretty goddamn sure I can open up a fucking penthouse and there will, in those pages somewhere, be the word life. And then that means penthouse is ultimate truth too, right? I mean, it's a little bit more real than the fucking Bible. I mean, there's, there's pictures proving dates, time frames, and places, geography. Then you also have very physical proof of anatomy and how it works. You see my point here? There's truth within everything. There's bullshit within everything. It's up to you to discern, to interpret, to misinterpret, to fuck it up, to make it great, to everything. And it all boils down to you. The choice to live literally boils down to you. Now, I'm not saying that if you start accepting this, then you're going to be the first person to hit 500 years old. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is, is you have the choice to accept being sick. You have the choice to accept... The flu, the cold, a broken bone, so on and so forth. Or even the time it takes to heal from a broken bone. These are all fucking choices that you have. People say no because, well, I mean, if you break a bone, 
there's a certain amount of time that it has to fucking heal and it's got to go through this process. Okay, well, okay, that that's kind of true, but you can also hear, speed up that process. I mean, hello, I was supposed to be down for one year. I had literally weight restrictions. I was not allowed to pick up anything more than eight pounds. You know what weighs eight pounds? gallon of milk. I couldn't even pick up a gallon of milk. Literally, my grandmother had to go and buy fucking half gallon of goddamn milk. She didn't have to, but my grandma, being in the medical field, she was quite an asshole about that. Doctor said, and this is what you're going to do. Deal with it. Yes, grandma. I mean, come on. You don't fucking argue with your grandma. Three months. I actually know it would have been January, so August, September, October, November... December, January, February. It would have been February, six months after my surgery. I went in for another checkup. I was having some pretty bad, pretty bad issues. Doctor said everything was okay, but just for, you know, a fairly stern precaution, don't do anything. Like, you need to sit on your ass, lay down, and that's about it for at least the next year. Duration of what I told you already. I went home that fucking weekend... I changed my mother's brakes. I pulled a pitman arm out the fucking front of it. I changed a control arm, a steering box, and rotated her fucking tires that same goddamn weekend. Oh, don't get me wrong. My guts were fucking killing me. They were tearing me the fuck up. But the entire time through the process, I literally thought this. I know I can do this. And it wasn't a, I was lying to myself. Like, I know I can grow a vagina. I know it's totally possible. Now, don't get me wrong. There's, it's possible, but that was what I'm trying to prove here is it was not a false belief. I was not trying to build myself up into this false lie. I literally knew it from a depth of me that I could not fucking explain. I knew I was going to be fine. I just had to convince the rest of my body that that was true. My point to this is, is when the fuck are you going to step the fuck up to your own life and actually choose to live? I'm not talking about money, love, any of that. Choose to live for you. When are, when are you going to choose? You know, I hear so many people, oh, my back hurts, oh, this, oh, that. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, and your fucking problem is, well, I need meds and I need this. and that. No, you don't need a fucking thing. You need to believe you can get better without those things. And yes, if the, ch- if the opportunity comes and you get the, the chance to take medication or get the proper therapy or get help, by all means... But don't sit there and say you ain't going to get better if you don't have those. You're only telling yourself a fucking lie. You have the ability to heal yourself. We all do. You just don't like to believe it. Because supposedly that goes against your divine power. That don't go against your divine power. That's exactly what your fucking divine faith is trying to tell you. Step the fuck up. That's what I'm saying. I love you motherfuckers. I truly appreciate your time. I absolutely, absolutely fucking, I just fucking love you guys. I really do. I'm in a fucking epic mood right now. And it's full of gratitude, full of love, really. And it's more, it's it's not just because you guys listen. It's not just because I have a social media following. It's It's just in everything. I have a very fucking grateful, humbled attitude. And you know, I've been looking back on my life, how far I've come, the things I've been through. It's not in any kind of negative regret. It's just, you know, giving myself the credit and the gratitude from what I have done in my life. 
to better myself. And it really is what spawned this episode, to be honest with you. I love you guys. Head on over to anchor.fm forward slash Bear. Hit that support button. All money, all support, your, your, your love, your energy, everything goes right back into this podcast to get the reach out further. That way I can communicate with all you beautiful motherfuckers. Follow me on Instagram at bear underscore experience. I'm also on Facebook on two pages. I have a business account and my personal account. It is Stephen Osterman and Stephen Ray Osterman. Uh, I fucking love you guys. I truly appreciate you investing your time into me, but I also invest you, or yeah, invest you. I also appreciate you investing the time in yourself to better yourself, no matter how you're doing that, whether it's listening to my podcast or another podcast, or even just taking time for yourself, doing nothing. I appreciate everything you're doing in your life to better yourself. I love you guys. Be awesome and stay awesome.